Deep in the farthest recesses of the most distant jungle lies a city. A city populated by the most mysterious, terrifying, and downright grotesque denizens ever seen by mortal eye. Here, in the darkened corners of this cavernous locale, sits an ordinary, average brick building with an innocuous, ordinary, average, blinking neon sign which reads, On Air. It is here where each week, Seth Breedlove and Mark Matsky convene to discuss the greatest mysteries the world has ever known. Now, zip up your leather pants, slap on the clown paint, and don't forget to eat something light as we begin our journey through Monsteropolis. Presenting Bigfoot in a specific way. Uh-huh. I'll read it. I'll well, read it live yeah, on please, air. Please read it, because you know we want to know what the right way is. All right. This is Monsteropolis, a show about anomalies, legends, and monsters. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Seth Breedlove. I'm joined as always by my pal Mark Max. <laughs> that might have been the first time I've botched Mitzelplik. Mark Matsky. <laughs> Mark Matsky. Hi. Hello. Um, okay, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. Okay. Um, okay. So, context. Um, <laughs> we posted a picture this morning of one of Michael Broom's uh, really cool Bigfoot illustrations from On the Trail of Bigfoot: The Journey. I have to say, further context. Alex, um, Beyond the Trail, with art by Carrick. Did Carrick do the art? I can't remember who did the art on Beyond the Trail. I, I feel it, bad. It's probably, I think it's probably Karen. him. Um, so the most consistent complaints about our films uh, by Bigfooters, the real experts, as we all know them, uh, has been about the visual representation of Bigfoot because everyone feels that they know a better way to represent Bigfoot The way visually. they really are. The, the way Bigfoot really is. Uh, so the most recent is, can anyone tell me what one vis- visual representation of Bigfoot's arms do artists get wrong 90% of the time? One visual representation of Bigfoot's arms. Actually, this is, comment doesn't even really make sense. Can anyone yeah. tell me what one vis- visual representation of Bigfoot's arms do artists get wrong? Visual representation of Bigfoot's It's not quite a sentence yet. Uh Uh-uh. Keep working (laughs) at it. You'll get there. It's words. Yeah. Strung together. You know what? If we really wanted to have a fun episode, we should pull (laughs) out just the comments on, like, on the trail of Bigfoot trailers or beyond the trail and read them on Mm. the show. That Yes. That has to happen. That sounds like too much fun. Uh, Because there's a lot of... Uh, really wild stuff happening out there. Um, so is this our? Is this? Do we want to do this? The big uh, journey. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Something journey. else I think it'd be cool to do with this episode is the. I'm gonna be eating while I'm recording this. Episode okay. Too. It's multi uh, multifunctional. Yeah. Um, but we should do. Uh, we should talk a little bit about the evolution of on the trail of Bigfoot. As a series. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, it isn't exactly what it started out as, and it's further evolving with Discovery and with Beyond the Trail, and I think with what we've got coming up in the next couple of years as well. So that could be fun. 
Um, and then the next episode, so we're we are recording. Oh, there's a Ruguru here. Uh oh, mixer. Um, on the next episode, we're talking about the uh, what is on the trail of companion? Yes, which Mark Matsky has just completed. Uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned for that. I was about to ask listeners to send in questions and realized we're literally <laughs> recording it <laughs> in mere moments. Um, send your questions from the future. What is she to us now? What are we? Oh, uh, announcements uh, on the trail of Bigfoot. The journey is out. Uh, we will talk about the reception to it in a second. Um, on Squad, we just posted the uh, Madison episode, Hooked on Screamin'. It came out <laughs> came out last week. Uh, it was met with an uh, unhappy comment. Uh, someone was not pleased with how serious, the lack of seriousness with which we approach our investigations, which I take issue with because I don't, think that there's a lack of seriousness that we take this this particular they seem to think it was like related to hauntings it is a general lack of seriousness that we take anything uh with which we take anything uh yeah, i mean that would yes <laughs> right if you're upset with that yeah you're, you, you're gonna hate us right there's no just as people <laughs> <laughs> um but we um i i think it's a remarkable consistency actually yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you if you were offended by that, you'd lose your mind if you saw the video of us dancing in the middle of the nest site because we were about to go to Taco Bell uh, in the Olympic Peninsula because that happened too. Um, oh, it sure did. Yeah, but I would say we we actually do take all of this very seriously, especially especially like the historical component. Um, and there's definitely like a very um, there is a respect given obviously to the topics and um, to this to most of all to the witnesses and historians people we interview there's a great deal of respect mm -hmm. um, when it comes time to film what we are doing if we approached this like it was a like it was uh, like we were making the movie Philadelphia um, we would lose our minds almost immediately because there is a, a great deal of stress involved in the making of these movies so goofing off tends to be how we kind of keep ourselves from losing it if i was that's my read on it right anyway. and and not to mention if there is a sense of i don't want to say fright because that's probably too strong but mm. if anyone's uneasy about where they are or what they're hearing you know the stories and the uh the anecdotes that were being told by the historian then that's a way of blowing off that same type of energy as well like if you were to hear chewing in the walls. Can you, you think taking, you, do you think you can hear that? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, we'll find out. We'll just have to check. check the iTunes, iTunes reviews. <laughs> now they're chewing. <laughs> Jerks. Yeah, that could happen. These goofballs. <laughs> Knuckleheads. That's my favorite. It's just like the knucklehead as a mm. declaration. I love it. Um. Okay, so anyway, yeah. So, so. Please don't mistake our goofing around with, um, you know, I'll, I guess my my concern would be more about a lack of respect for the people we're talking to. Um, yeah. And we they're definitely that's there. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, we that's that's very plain in mm -hmm. all the episodes so far. Yeah. Is that there's there's a complete respect for mm -hmm. the, the host or the, the person who has, is leading us through 
you know, the various yes. locations. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Th- that person tends to be on camera more than any one member of our crew. Mm-hmm. In the most recent episode, the uh, Lindsay was on camera for 15 straight minutes yeah. talking if about you, the history of the If you were to show us during those sequences, it would just be people quietly listening. Yes. So that's not exactly yeah. interesting. Well, the other thing was a general, um, they weren't thrilled. They said we did not spend enough time investigating. We spent too much time goofing around and not enough time investigating. I actually do take offense at that because the indication is that by watching the episode, you know everything that's gone on behind the scenes and that we weren't working. We were just goofing off the whole time. But the fact is our brand of paranormal investigation involves no equipment. As of now, anyway, mm-hmm. we don't take like spirit boxes and stuff out with us. Um, and we go into the location and kind of just try to have something, try to have a natural organic experience if one exists. And to just show us standing in rooms, which is mostly what's going on, would be incredibly boring. So so what you're seeing in the episode is actually tends to be comical because those are the those are the moments where something's happening. And uh, so that's my read on it anyway. Uh, but I just wanted to address that because I feel like it's a very unique small town monster series for sure. It's unlike anything else we've ever done, but it is a, uh, I feel like it's a great deal of fun. And if you love the like behind the scenes looks at small town monsters, this combines that with, you know, a paranormal subject matter. So I mean, I we're putting ourselves in the right position. Mm-hmm. If there is something that's going to happen, it, yeah. that there's... I think ample time for mm-hmm. something to occur. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is the only way to approach this subject or that we could approach this subject either. I think there's other ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But this is what Santino wanted to do. And as the director, um, maybe it's because I'm a filmmaker, but I've always defended his right to kind of do whatever he wants with it. So that's how, that's why I, it I is think, what it is. You know what? I think people are just against fun uh-huh. anymore. <laughs> If they see people enjoying themselves and having fun, there's people have a problem with that, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm not going to be apologetic for having fun. On I'm these sorry, guys. Shoots, uh, you know, it's, we're, we're awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So this is that that does it for that, and I think that covers all our announcements. We're um, you know we're gearing up for a, a big back half of the year. It's about to get real crazy. So we have four titles still coming out between now and the end of the year. Um, and so we're excited about all that. So stay tuned for all that on the trail of Bigfoot. The journey is out. We are working at, uh, on, on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey behind the scenes stuff. Now production diaries should be coming at some point. Uh, we are posting Paul Bartholomew's uncut interview in the next week. Bruce Hallenbeck will be next and then kind of picking and choosing who we want to go with after that. Um, I would assume Emily will be in there. Steve, Michael, all those people mm-hmm. uncut interviews will be going up. So if you're a squad member on YouTube or you're not yet a channel member, that's where the behind the scenes stuff and going forward, um, we'll probably be accused of cash grabbing over this, but there probably will not be behind the scenes content on DVDs and Blu-rays anymore. As much as we love doing that, it's a great deal of time to edit. And, um, we have about triple the behind the scenes content going up on squad. So if you like the behind the scenes stuff that was on DVDs and Blu-rays, it will now be on squad. Um, that's not to say we might never, well, we, we might eventually get around to doing more of that again too. It's just for now. Do a little featurette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
A good old featurette. Well, it was um, Day in the Life of Paul Bartholomew. Yeah. I think that would be fun. I would love that. Just follow him Yeah, around. just follow him around, see what he does. <laughs> um, Go to work with Paul. Uh, what are we talking about on the trail of Bigfoot? Oh, yeah, let's talk about um, reactions to the journey. I'm going to eat this cracker Release. while you talk about it. Okay. That. Yeah, as Seth said, the, uh, on the trail of Bigfoot, the journey is now under wide release and is being seen everywhere uh, that you can uh, see such things. So it's been really rewarding to see the critical reaction and all of the, the bloggers and um, the reviews come in on Amazon and so forth. So that's kind of the thing that I thought would be interesting to kind of survey how it's been uh, just in this initial week of release, how it's been received. Well, I think it's been interesting too, and I'm sure you have the same interest because this is the first movie like this that we've put out. On the Trail of Bigfoot 1 definitely started us in this certain direction, but as far as like first-person style documentary, I would say this is the first time we've done it to this extreme. Mm-hmm. So I was interested to see how it would would fare. Um I would say the bulk of the reviews have been uh, very positive. Um, There weren't as many reviews as there typically are for a full-scale film release. You know, I'm thinking maybe a dozen, Hmm. which is very... Like, I was looking yesterday at reviews, and Flatwoods Monster has like 30-some from, from, you know, Horror Buzz and Pop Horror and all these different publications online. Um, Not publications? I don't know if that covers yeah that'll sure, work. Oh, sure. Right. Right. um but uh, yeah this one didn't get reviewed by as many but um you know it got a brief write-up in the globe which we already talked about um there was a hilarious i don't even think i sent this to you <laughs> there was a hilarious negative review by an npr podcast called film week i don't know if you're no familiar. kidding no i mean no the i am not reviewer clearly didn't watch the movie and I say that in all seriousness, I almost went on Twitter and blasted him because I'm like, it's obvious this dude didn't watch the movie, so don't review it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he said, this is what happens when you give a, give a camera to someone that watches Ancient Aliens too much. <laughs> and then went on this whole thing about how Bigfoot can't be real because of oh. logging and stuff. Oh, and that's great. So there was literally nothing to do with the movie. His review had mm-hmm. nothing to do with the actual content of the film. He probably started every comment with the word so. Yeah. Because I've noticed this. I do that. In my oh. forays into NPR is like it, they must train them to begin every answer with mm-hmm. the word so. So. Like, no, it doesn't matter if it's a transition. Yeah. They just start with so. And after a while, I, so I'm, he probably was like, so well, Bigfoot can't be real. <laughs> it was so. It was like that. It was kind of like that. But it was, it was, uh, weirdly offensive to me just because I used to love listening to NPR podcasts um, at, at the office, um, pop culture podcasts. I should mm. preface that with, but um, not, not politics. I'm not into NPR the PR politics. Well, just in general, podcast. I don't really want to listen to people talk about politics, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but the, yeah, just overall, it was a, um, an, an older man who hadn't watched the movie, mm. who went into his uh, 
uh, diatribe about how Bigfoot doesn't exist, and so it was stupid. We had made a movie about it wow. without talking about the content of the movie. So it's not the sensitivity that I've come to expect from, from NPR. NPR. <laughs> I, I'm well, somewhat sad. This is like the most snarky episode of Monstropolis <laughs> there's ever been. Um, but yeah, the, I'm just it, letting fly. Other me. than that, I think the reviews, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they've been largely positive, correct? They have been. I, that's been really satisfying because people have, um, they've, they've received the film that I think you wanted to make, which is to say something that is personal. I, I think at the end of the day, it's the most personal STM film there is thus far. You know, um, and maybe when you were kind of hinting in the direction of the evolution of On the Trail of Bigfoot. And I think that's, in this case, it's evolved into a very personal telling of a story about the pandemic and your thoughts about, you know, having to stay put in this very different world and then getting back out into the woods. And Bigfoot is a big part of this story, but it's, I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's secondary mm -hmm. to the movie, but there's a story that is kind of overrides the Bigfoot part of it. And that's what really made me laugh about the, the Amazon review that sticks out like a sore thumb, which is like, you didn't convince me. You didn't of convince it. me it exists. And at, at no point is that even yeah. close to being the point of the film. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a sort of, did you really watch it? Were you paying attention? Because that's the, the point of this movie is definitely not to convince a skeptic that Bigfoot is real. Mm -hmm. There's people in the film who who kind of function in that way. I think if you just listen to what they say, they they're sold on the idea that Bigfoot is real. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not the point of the film. I think at the, all. The, the great thing about the movie is that there are layers. And I think the yeah. more you watch it, the more you'll take away with it from it. Because I think there's, there's like, there's layers, as I just said. So yes. you've got an adventure film angle where it, you get to go and experience a part of the country that is um, overlooked largely by West Coasters, especially, but you know, six million people travel to that part of the there that park every six. Is it six? It might be more than that. A lot of people travel there every year. Yeah. It's one of the most traveled parks in the country, um, but it still rarely gets talked about alongside the luminaries of America, like Yellowstone and. And and even places like Olympic, it ju it mm. just doesn't rate. I don't know why that is, but it doesn't rate alongside those. And so it's an adventure film where you get to explore that place through our eyes, and maybe hopefully you come away from it wanting to go there for yourself. It's a movie about, uh, yeah, the pandemic and where we were and how we were, uh, how therapeutic maybe mm -hmm. nature itself can be mm -hmm. in the midst of something like that. And then it's also a more tradition. There's also this like more traditional STM movie angle where you do get to learn about local regional story, like regional stories. And you've got, you know, the, the witness sightings and you've got Whitehall and you've got Kinderhook. Kinderhook almost. Uh, I always loved that Kinderhook section because to me it felt like in the middle of this movie you hit like Minerva. Mm -hmm. like a Minerva monster style story. And it feels like Minerva monster to me when I watch it. Um, but it's, it's supposed to be multiple things happening and hopefully people watch it more than once and, and they find something different, you know, each time I still love 
some of the summations that happen toward the end, especially your line, you know, about mm. about um, the way the way you live life. Yeah. Um, I think that's the other thing. It's got a much bigger message. There's a message to it that I think is a lot bigger than, you know, maybe a typical Bigfoot documentary. So, yeah, any of the negative reviews that I've seen, I have yet to read a negative review that wasn't someone complaining about evidence or not convincing them of Bigfoot's existence. Um, and for the most part, if it's a negative review, I, I, I haven't seen anything about the actual content of the film that's there. I haven't seen someone read it or watch it and then come back, you know, with a critique that relates directly to the content of the film or how it was made, you know, and, and their, their critical analysis revolve around that. For mm. the most part, it's been, there weren't any video, <laughs> new videos of right, Bigfoot right. walking through the woods yeah. in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, so, but that's pretty typical, you know, um, someone, someone posted a review that was like, there's nothing new here. No, you know, no new evidence or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I saw almost the exact same comment under, uh, my buddy Liam's new movie. Um, what is it called? Oh, shoot. An Unknown Compelling Force, the mm. D- Dyatlov Pass movie mm. that just came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam interviewed me at the Balboa back in 2016 or 2017 for a movie that never came out. Uh, but he made this uh, movie and ended up putting it out under 1091, like us. Mm. But um, the second review for his movie, right now it's got two reviews. One is five stars and one is like, three stars or two stars mm-hmm. and it just says there's nothing new in this wow and that's like you know i mean what do you look at i i guess i don't know anymore what what a paranormal audience is actually looking for because yeah it's, it's hard to say yeah because uh, i mean by definition a, a documentary documents what happened mm-hmm. and especially in a case like journey where it was very clearly about this trip yeah and if you go out in the woods and nothing runs out at you and throws a rock at your head, yeah. what can you do? That, well, you can pull a travel channel and fake it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's like. Would I, you prefer that? I mean, as our viewers saying, we would rather have you hoax make something up so that it seems like something happened or you just want to know what actually went down. Because there's a story in that, too. People aren't. Some people aren't as willing to. Except that story, I, I guess. I had, we had a great... So YouTube is a uh, sort of a... Uh, well, YouTube can be great and it can be awful. We've, talk, yeah. we've talked about it. Mostly it's awful. Just It seems like just the comments. But um, we put up the Patty, the Patter, the PGF episode of Paranormal and Explained. Oh, yes. And the comments honestly didn't bother me at all. I think the comments have been pretty solid. Like there were only a couple that I had to delete because of people saying they wanted us to die. Mm. But... Um, for the most part, the, the argument. <laughs> for the most part, the arguments have been pretty respectful. But um, whenever I post anything about on the trail of Bigfoot, uh, there's been a, a, a complainathon that it's not free on YouTube. Oh. <laughs> a lot of like calling us cash grab, yeah, money hungry. Anyway, mm. Western Bigfoot exploration. I got to give a shout out to this man because uh, it seems like for the anytime he comments, it's like a solid comment, but. It, there was a series of comments under the most recent post. There were just people complaining that they had to pay for it. And then this guy came on and said, uh, to the negative comments, dude invests a few thousand dollars into making quality documentaries and people be 
that it costs as much as a Happy Meal to rent, then turn around and pay $64 a month for cable to watch fake Expedition Bigfoot. Oh. I went ahead and purchased this doc to show support for the little guy telling the truth. It was great. And the purchase is also an investment. So STM keeps making stuff, keep killing it. Mm. And um, Adrian said, we need to send this man a t-shirt. So if you're a listener, I don't know if he is, but if you're a listener, let us know and we'll send you a shirt. Man. Um, but everything Drop he the said there, on. yeah, that's just like everything he said there is something that I think of all the time. I hear constant. The One of the first reviews for this movie was, Someone who claims she loves these guys. Yeah, that's and then the one that's that the I one, was referencing. Then went on to whine about how we didn't give enough new evidence or whatever. Completely missing the point of the movie. And doing more to hurt us, STM, than she's probably ever done to a cable show. And that's what cracks me up about the people who go on and leave negative reviews and trash us on social media is... These are the same people who watch our stuff continually for free on Prime. Mm-hmm. And like they will they've they will do more. It's like when they send you emails or comment under our Facebook page. They they do that stuff because they have direct access to a, to us. Mm-hmm. And they know it. They don't have direct direct access to Travel Channel. Right. But they have direct access to the little guys so they'll go after someone smaller over that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff cracked me up. But the the fact is we could have easily made things that happened in the woods on this movie out to be something they weren't. And I think part honestly, I think that destroys the whole point of the movie. Like in a way, it the movie is about going out and and looking for something for yourself and experiencing the world around you. It's not about going out and finding Bigfoot and, and to to indicate that every time you go out is going to be a magical Run in yeah. with Bigfoot would be disingenuous mm-hmm. on our part. So, but again, not to turn this into a negative Nelly thing, but the, the, for the most part, um, I think the reviews were really solid. And my favorite <clears throat> is the, was the uh, New York Paranormal Society. Um, oh, yeah. The occult section. Mm-hmm. I've sent you before their reviews, and I always tell you, like, that's one of those ones I kind of wait on to see what they right. say because, um, uh, they will they don't pull punches if there's something they don't love about the movies they talk about it mm-hmm. and um i mean i've seen them you know they've they've talked about things they didn't like in momo they talked about stuff they didn't like in a bunch of our past movies so when i i read them i know i'm going to get a an honest critique it's not going to be you didn't show me bigfoot or whatever yeah. i also thought though that we had a pretty good chance of winning them over because it was set in their their mm-hmm. part of the country and they've had experiences there. So, but that was a really good review. And um, we've posted my favorite reviews we've posted, but really nice write up um, by Mysterious Universe as well and some of those other sites. So I think critics were very receptive, and it seemed like our audience on Squad and Kickstarter were were really mm-hmm. responsive to it. Have your here's a question. Have your parents watched the movie? Yes. Yeah, they have. And they, they really enjoyed it. Okay. I mean, they, they watch everything consistently. But yeah, I think um, this one especially they were interested in because of Andy's work right. behind the camera. And I think my dad said he's gonna, he's, he watches stuff as he rides his stationary bike and he's going to rewatch the journey again mm-hmm. just to take it in again. Yeah. 
see how it looks on a small screen because that's the size of the, the player that he uses for that. I think the thing about my contention is that the journey is the film. If, if I was going to if I was going to show a small town monsters movie to someone who really doesn't care about the unknown Cryptids, at yeah, all, yeah. That, this is the one I would choose because hmm. it has that added element of, you know, the layers that you were talking about and a story that's there. Uh, beyond just is Bigfoot real or not, mm-hmm. or let's take you to places where he's been seen, uh, and so on and so forth. That this one is um, there. It's got. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, what it is is that everyone shared the experience of the lockdowns, and everyone, I think, most people at least, uh, love the 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 outdoors, and this has both of those. You know, it's. All the the great reviews that I've read have had one thing in common, and that is somewhere near the end of the review, it says something to the effect of, "Now I want to get out in the woods." You know, this this movie makes me want to this weekend get out there and camp or hike or you name it. And I I think it does have that effect because it shows you, you know, don't miss out on this. Yeah, it's all around us. No matter where you live, there's a place you probably can go to. Uh, in in relatively short time, that is going to approximate this experience. But don't you f- feel like Kinderhook and Savoy are kind of illustrating that fact too? Like, yeah, it's a movie about upstate New York and especially the Adirondacks. But like, the fact is, it doesn't have to be the Adirondacks. Right. It can be your backyard. Yeah, if you're, you know. I mean, yeah, I think I. I don't know. It's interesting you brought up like what movie you would show to someone because I had a friend contact me recently who I hadn't talked to in probably 20 years. And they they said they'd been following along, you know, with mm-hmm. what we're doing online. And they, they'd only seen a couple of things that we had on YouTube. And they were, they were curious what they should watch to really catch up on what we've been doing. And I, I sent them a link to that one, to the journey. Mm-hmm. The other one I sent them was Bray, Bray Road. And I started thinking about that. I was like, what is it about Bray Road? Because that is that might be it's not my favorite movie, not even by a long shot yeah. that we've made. But when I am asked what we are up to, I feel like you've got two different things happening now. You've got on the trail of and you've got, you know, the legend movies. And maybe when it comes down to like what is a prototypical STM legend movie, I think it might be Bray Road because it's got it's a great way to illustrate Look at all the visual stuff we've got happening, but then how far we've advanced stylistically, storytelling-wise. And then I also think it's interesting to see the editing style of that one juxtaposed with something else like Mothman Legacy, where it's like a totally different style. So you're introduced to this one style, and then whenever you watch some another one of the movies, it's totally different mm-hmm. editing. I think, yeah, Journey might be my go-to on the trail of movie. I don't know yet. I haven't decided yet what a mm-hmm. go-to STM movie. I used to tell everyone that Mothman and Point Pleasant, and I still think that's a solid movie, but I also think it's kind of, it's like four years in the past now, and yeah. I think we've all learned a lot when it comes to filmmaking since then. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's it feels like it's aged some. Yeah. Plus, it was made for $6,000. <laughs> we had no budget. Yeah. Yeah, the journey just has hooks, I think, for the non-Bigfooter. Mm-hmm. And I, it just has that uh, a wider appeal. Well, I just did the forty six of forty six podcast. I don't know if you've listened to it yet. No. Um, there. Uh, what is it? Jonathan and oh shoot, I forget. 
Well, okay. Anyway, uh, forty six to forty six. It's uh, obviously forty sixers um, are the are the oh, folks that okay. climb the forty six high peaks. Yeah. So it's an Adirondack podcast. Oh, sweet. And, um, they had is watched, that out? Yeah, is that out uh, it comes out Friday. The interview with me comes out Friday. Okay. Um, but we mostly talked about the Adirondacks. Like mm-hmm. there was there was definitely some Bigfoot stuff in there, but for the most part, we were talking about how how big the Adirondacks are and what the area is like. I was interested because they both live there. I was interested to, to hear from them. And the one guy said he hikes every basically every day. Mm-hmm. I was curious to talk to them about this idea that there are places there where you could go where there haven't been people. And they seem to believe that is the case. Really? So, yeah. Oh, so Because wow. I'd seen people online comment how stupid it was that I had said that in some interviews. And I was curious to actually ask people who hike there regularly yeah. if that statement was true. Mm-hmm. And they seemed to think it was. And if not, maybe smaller spaces than what I was originally thinking have been untraveled. But they said even if there have been people through there, you're looking at maybe like some of these places, 10 people maybe in like a couple hundred years. So it's not like, yeah. um, and especially those alpine lakes. That's kind of what I was curious about because mm-hmm. those are the spots, man. If you could get airdropped into one of those, one of those, those mountains that we flew over on the helicopter that look completely uninhabitable. That's where they are. I almost guarantee you, if you could mm-hmm. get airdropped up there and just stay up there for a week, yeah. you have so much activity because it, it just reminds me of like what you would find, you know, an X or Olympic peninsula mm-hmm. or something like that. Perfect habitat. Anyway, the movie's out. So people it's like it's it. It's good. It's worth your time. I think people like it. It may, it makes me excited for discovery because I think discovery Discovery's taking what we did with the first series and maybe a little bit of what we did with Journey. It's not going to be as personal as Journey, but maybe it maybe it is as personal as Journey because maybe in this case it's not just because it's not our story doesn't mean it isn't personal. It's still going to be Shane and Derek and Todd and Rebecca and all yeah. the, you know Chris, all the all the people in the Olympic project. It's their story, um, but I also think we just upped our game substantially. When it came to the visual side of things, it's it's such a different look too from Journey. Journey's very bright and yeah, and chipper, <laughs> right? In this movie, Discovery has a very uh, at least for the first few days, very overcast vibe and dark and mysterious, foggy kind of cool cold weather time a year or two. So I'm really excited to get to that one. That'll be out in November. Wow. Um. What, what yeah, is it weird? Is it weird to be excited about a movie that doesn't exist yet? But I, I am. Yeah. <laughs> so that is really going to be something else. Yeah, and um, we're getting. So the crazy thing is, we've got so much additional for the people that were c- complaining about lack of evidence. This one, I think, will be loaded like front to back with stuff. We've got trail cam photos. We've got video. We've got tons of audio clips. Uh, purported Bigfoot stuff. So so those people should at least like this one. Yeah. But I don't want to lose that the heart that I think came with Journey. Either. Yeah. Absolutely. So. The um I don't know. Would you would you agree that it's like the most important or significant evidence of the twenty first century as far as Bigfoot is concerned? Potentially? Yeah. Like for evidence we can analyze and look at, yes. Yeah. I would say. It's also the most subtly persuasive because mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's one of those things you got to think about to really. Yeah, you have to process Yeah, it. you got you have to start using your brain power to really uh, get the full scope of what you're seeing, so. 
I'm excited to get in. Someone snapped a picture of me at the nest site where I'm literally slack jawed. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, you could just see the gears are grinding at that point. What am I looking at? He had also just found out we were having Taco Bell. <laughs> it's like the moment before Joy just took over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for this episode. Watch the movie on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Um, again, we're not doing this to be mean. There's another, there seems to be, you know, this, that's a, another thing I've seen put out there is that we're greedy by keeping it off of Amazon Prime. The movie is not going to Amazon Prime, full stop. Um, it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with Amazon. Amazon has essentially banned nonfiction content from being free on free for Prime subscribers. So it has nothing to do with us and everything to do with the giant trillion dollar corporation so hit them up don't harass us about it that about does it you can you can buy the movie though support us oh uh blu-ray and dvd too beautiful blu-ray get transfer. the blue yeah yeah um all right that does it we'll be back monstropolismail.gmail.com goodbye bye-bye